Hello. Hello. Hi. Welcome Hi. to today's session. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I actually kind of already have an idea of the direction that I want to go. If that's okay with you, I. Yeah. No. Of course. What do you What do you want to do? All right. Well. All right. Well, I've been struggling with something specific. Um, I am kind of worried about my memory. Uh, mm, okay. I'll. You know it. Things will happen, and I'll just kind of like not really remember them and i i don't know if it's because the things that happen are sort of inconsequential or they just don't feel important or you know or are boring or kind of uh or or if i just purposely push them out of my memory because they're unpleasant mm -hmm. um, i think a good sort of case study for this is uh i i watched i watched a i watched a film called blonde oh as in the gentleman prefer variety? Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, it's, you know, a, a film by Andrew Dominic, famously director of uh, The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, also the Tim and, Tim and Eric skit, the Tim Heidecker skit, uh, Killing Them Softly. Uh, and I don't really remember anything that happened in Blonde. Well, to be fair, um... I think a film like Blonde is um, what we in the business like to call a mixed bag. Mm. Um, in that a lot happens in it, uh -huh. but kind of nothing does. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let me see if I can piece together what I can remember. Just kind of uh, piece together the movie. We, we can create like an image of the film. Um Right. Well, let's let's start with something simple. Do you remember what aspect ratio the movie was in? Um, all of them. Yeah. No. That's okay. All right. That's a all good right. start. <laughs> cool. I remembered that. <laughs> it was in all of them. It was in tick. There was some TikTok stuff in there, if I remember correctly. Yeah. There's a there's a part where it's uh it looks like the YouTube stabilization algorithm uh -huh. uh, on a cell phone video. There's a part where the movie went one bit and it was just a long line on the screen. Okay, but if they did that, if they did like a, and here's like a part where it's like an 8-bit segment, I'd have been like, I gotta give you five stars. <laughs> that, that's experimental filmmaking. That's crazy. That's just crazy enough to work. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I remember she's a child and her mother is crazy and freaking out and trying to kill her. Mm -hmm. Um. And I remember, I remember fire. There's, there's, uh, they're driving through fire and there's fire on the ceiling. Yeah, and and her mother turns to her and says, "Fire, walk with me." Yeah, 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 um, that part. And and the film opens with the like, "Look, look, Norma, that's your motif." <laughs> <laughs> look, look, Norma, a recurring image that will appear throughout this movie. Mmm. Look, Norma, images. And it and it kind of was like set up like that picture of uh of the one shitty 3D smiling emoji if the thumbs up, but it's like on a wall with a massive crack in it. <laughs> it's like literally set up exactly like that shot, but it's a photo of some guy. <laughs> yes. Um, you're gonna have to send me that because I I have no idea what you're talking about, but I'll put it okay. in the video. Yeah. So I mean, like you know, we're we're starting off. We have this vision of childhood. It, uh. Very dreamlike, which is kind of actually a thing that I I remember appreciating about it. Uh, like it, it feels like a child's nightmare for for the first 
20 minutes. Uh, and then that style seems to kind of persist uh, in a way that is really uncomfortable, especially in a movie that uh, is, is definitely very accused of infantilizing a, a, a complex figure from history. Uh, well, I mean, okay, other stuff I remember... I guess Joyce Carol Oates wrote a fucking thing. It wrote some fanfic about Marilyn Monroe, and that's what this movie is about. I would call it a crackfic, I think, is what the okay. terminology is. Great. Uh, yeah, I, I... I don't... This is, like, some East Coaster shit. I don't understand this whole entire thing. I don't understand why you'd make, like, a fake... Uh, well, I, I guess I... I guess I can, I, I can piece it together. I can piece together the artistic intent... Uh, I haven't read any Joyce Carol Oates, anything other than her tweets, which are, um, masterpieces, each and every one. I, I was just talking about this with someone where it's like, um, God, who did I put it as? It was like, just, just one of those, like, every, like, just like a banger tweeter. Hold on. I said, she's to girls Twitter what Trump was to boys Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's just like, just the way she talks is so funny. That yes. like you kind of if you get you get exposed to it too much and you just start like working in some of like her ways of like tweeting because she's just she's just good at it. Like she's good yeah. at Twitter. <laughs> she's yeah, absolutely. She has this sort of Richard Dawkins uh, aura about her posting. Uh, yeah. And so wh who better to deliver us a film about, uh, I guess, Marilyn Monroe? Uh, there was. A long time, it, the dust has long since settled because, you know, we're we're poor. We can't afford to go out on opening weekend and, and buy tickets like that. We got to wait for the fucking torrents and, and shit. Um, One also, neither of us have Netflix at this point because, like, <laughs> fuck you if you think I'm paying for Netflix. Yeah, for real. 20 bucks a month. Fuck you. Uh, so, yeah, so there's, I mean, like, there's obviously a deep well of drama and a deep well of uh insane takes and posting that we could you know dip our ladle into um yeah i i think a good way to put it is that it's like uh we wanted to wait for people to move on because the discourse was really annoying it was very annoying and we just like we don't want to talk about this movie while people are like having like the two the two opinions being like this no movie should ever feature a metaphoric depiction of the treatment of women in the Hollywood system by showing bad things happen. Uh, and then the flip side of that is like, I think the movie should have had more rape in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the full spectrum. Of... Yeah. The, the, the really the, the two, uh, the two opinions that people had, which, which kind of made watching it really underwhelming. <laughs> This movie has plenty of rape, actually. Yeah. That's my that's where I, I stand on it. That's my official yeah. decree. I feel like how do how do I wanna put this? I think people need to I think people, including people who position themselves as like pro shocking art, uh -huh. need to like see more shocking art. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is like not really that big of a deal. This is, like, not really that interesting of a film. No, it's it's really not. I mean, like, 
I, I don't know. It, it, it's a difficult it's a difficult situation because uh, I don't want to be put in a position where I'm like if I'm if I accuse this film of being masturbatory and misogynistic, which it definitely definitely is unquestionably. Oh uh, yeah, like. I, I don't want to be put in the camp of tender queers who uh, don't think that this stuff, it's possible to depict this stuff, especially if you're a male director. Uh, I, I, it's, it's just a matter of like, if you're a male director and you do this, you do make yourself an easy target. It's like going to school with kick me on your back. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. uh, except, except instead of kick me, it's like you're kicking everybody else in the shins. Uh, <laughs> I, I think the big problem, and this is a problem that I would put on blonde, as well as all the way to on the worser end of the spectrum, like men. Yeah. Is that if you're going to make a movie like this as a male director, you got to be willing to, like, kind of admit you might be a bit of a misogynist. Yeah. Um, Because I feel like there's a, a level of hedging your bets that happens here that like you're not gonna get in a Lars von Trier film for better or worse you're not gonna get <laughs> you know for better like Lars von Trier for better or worse will hire a misogyny consultant for his movies <laughs> to make it more misogynist oh um, yeah and I just feel like if you're gonna like make a movie like this it's not like oh you should go whole hog and be worse about it but you gotta be like a little more like you don't need to beat over the audience's head what you're doing because that comes off like more like okay so this is like a weird misogyny thing but you don't want to like confront that in yourself so you're like (laughs) man it sucks the way dudes in the 50s treated broads i would never do this to you (laughs) i would never do this to you ladies like that's what it comes off as it just comes off as three hours of i would never do this to you (laughs) (laughs) it's been a lot of been a lot of films like that in the pantheon recently yeah and i'm i'm just like like i don't want to be like if you're going to be a misogynist at least be interesting but i am i I'm gonna be like that. It's gonna be yeah, yeah, yeah. at least interesting. Yeah, I, and like, I don't. Know, I wish I could be one of those people who knew Dick about Dick. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't care about Marilyn Monroe really. I don't care about Joyce Carol Oates. Uh, I certainly don't care about uh, Joe DiMaggio or Arthur Miller or any of these kind of. Uh, tertiary characters i did watch like a couple of other things i watched that fucking weird awful movie that marilyn like the last movie marilyn monroe made uh that arthur miller wrote um bored to tears by it i read a little bit of arthur miller's like tell-all sort of old guy uh reflections on marilyn monroe um it was illuminating but i was also bored to tears by that i don't know who fucking cares uh, who fucking cares about whether Anna de Armas looks like Marilyn Monroe? She does okay, I guess. Uh, it, it's, I, I, I will say, okay, in her defense, there is a lot of performances that she had in this where I was like, man, if you had, like, better, a better script, yeah, <laughs> you would yes. be knocking it out of the park. <laughs> because I feel like every line that, like, every scene or moment that I really like comes off as if it was probably taken more or less directly from the novel because it has a very, like, novel logic framework or, like, way of talking or presenting to it. Yeah. Uh, and those feel like the scenes where she's the strongest. 
And then the scenes that are just like, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I sent Baru this while I was watching the movie. There's an old Connor O'Malley skit, um, where he's doing. If you want to get into like discre- to to like disrespectful depictions of dead celebrities, there's an old Connor O'Malley skit where he's playing Johnny Carson, and oh they have one God, of the actresses yes. come out uh, as Anna Nicole Smith, um, and she eats a cigarette and they're like, didn't you die? And she's like, I did die, but I'm back. And then there's just a part where she just stands up and she goes like, do you like my body? And just keeps repeating that while the audience just fucking goes insane. And it's just close-ups of sweaty men jerking off while she's just repeating that over and over. And it literally looks like a scene in this film. It is a scene involved. It's a scene that happens twice in this movie. And I was like, wow, this conveyed this movie's intent in like a like a two minute bit in a larger <laughs> skit. Yeah, like at a certain point, like I can appreciate sort of slow, slow tracking shots or and, and you know, all sorts of like dreamlike imagery or whatever. But the, the full like some of what we saw was like drooling men leering over a, a drug addict woman yeah, uh, uh, it's enough to convince me that the reality of that situation, yeah, wasn't so great. Marilyn Monroe probably had a, a mixed bag of a life. She sure did not have a lot of fun. Uh, but at at the same time, like it's this, it's the seeing of it and the the sort of demand of like she needs to get raped on screen eight zillion times, and she needs to have JFK come in her mouth while fireworks. Uh, well, explode well, on the TV. Well, well, on a phone call that's like, sir, bad news, you're getting 1960s Me too <laughs> Like, like, what? <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, men are bad, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. It, yeah, it, it's like... Poor dame, she's just looking for a daddy, but every man betrays her. <laughs> this guy beat her. This guy... Um, wrote down a dialogue exchange that they had. <laughs> I guess is the problem there. She's just looking for a daddy to make her pregnant, which is what all women want to be, and she wants to talk to her baby fetus. Oh God, the baby, the talking to the the fetus talking to her part is fucking, so fucking bad. And that's like one of those things that like. I'm assuming was probably in the novel, but again, there's a type of logic and thing that you can put in a novel that works because it can be understood as a character's internal, like, like mindset that does not work when what you do is just put on screen, uh, Anna de Armas looking at her stomach and going, baby, (laughs) you're talking to me. (laughs) Well, you, you're the same baby as the other one. Oh, no, no, I won't hurt you. The other, the, I didn't want to get the abortion. I'm sorry, baby. Oh, uh, yeah. The, also, the miscarriage scene where she like tumbles on the beach and just falls on her stomach, and there's like gallons and gallons of blood that shoot out of her pussy. Uh, um, definitely realistic. Definitely like not silly or anything. Uh, you know, normal. I- I think in regards to like people talking about like, oh, well, the film's really experimental and it's like eh, sort of for like a Netflix movie. Um, the thing about it that like stuck out to me was how many sequences. And that's a great one. 
where it's like the film is like this experimental air quotes like mediation whatever but it also assumes the person watching it is fucking stupid because <laughs> there's like there's like the scene where she's on the set of uh some like it hot and then he's like, you're not dumb, just clumsy. And then she gets this, like, look on her face of, like, shock and, like, unease. And it's like, okay, in a competent film, they would assume that their actress is strong enough to give her performance that the thing that just happened, like, ten minutes ago, the audience is going to remember. So that they're like, oh, that, like, is really triggering to her because it's it's a moment of her confusing the character she's playing on screen for the char- person she is in real life, for the character she plays in real life. And so when she's called not dumb but clumsy, it reminds her of when she, like, was clumsy and tripped and fell and had a miscarriage. But the movie's just like, no, they're not going to be able to put that together. Let's cut back to the miscarriage. <laughs> And it does that, like, multiple times. There's, like, the part when she meets Joe DiMaggio, and he's like, how'd you get your start in film? Again, she gives a great performance that totally could convey to the audience she's having a PTSD moment of remembering, like, the sexual violence that she was met with when she entered the studio system. But they just show it again. Like, I fucking forgot that it happened ten minutes ago. Right. Yeah. Not... Not a very smart film i mean there was that fucking interview segment floating around where it was uh andrew dominic being like ah gentlemen for stupid all of her movies are stupid she's stupid stupid woman he said pretty much exactly that i'm not paraphrasing (laughs) uh he basically was like uh marilyn monroe stupid woman i hate women um and uh that exact quote ran in the interview article uh no but i mean like he doesn't really he doesn't really seem to care um so much about her uh, past kind of using her as this, like this like weird barbie uh which i guess is tonally watertight with a movie that's about yeah. how she spent her life being a barbie for kind of male desires or whatever uh i guess that's how he sees her and it's and that's like the other thing is that's like the film also uh, and that whole hedging its bets things. The film like wants it both ways where he clearly kind of views her as like a brain dead sex pot. Mm-hmm. But then they'll have these moments of like. She tells Arthur Miller, oh, this character you wrote, who's clearly based on like a woman that you were obsessed with, uh, only pretended to read your poems because she's illiterate. And he's like, my God, I never thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> or like you read this book my god this dame's got brains but wow. it's like it doesn't come off as convincing because then like you don't see her reading you <laughs> you don't see her act in any way outside of these moments that are very like uh girls can have brains too and it's like just if you don't view her that way don't try to hedge your bets by putting this in there because as it turns out even if she's dumb Bro, she doesn't deserve to be treated like that. Like <laughs> this idea, like, oh, isn't it tragic that she's not stupid, and thus it is unacceptable to treat her this way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, ugh. God, that's a very good point. There, there's a lot of that going on here. Um, it's just, it's just tonally all over the place with like what it wants to do, and I assume it's, it's just a, a tension between it's an adaptation of something. Written by a woman who is, like, of the actual age range where she probably grew up when Marilyn Monroe was, like, a relevant figure to her life and thus has, like, you know, 
more of a probably complicated relationship to her as an icon of like femininity and she wrote it in like fucking 2000 uh versus a guy in 2022 making an adaptation of that where it's just like his relationship to that image is i don't know maybe he remembers like the britney spears meltdown stuff (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i mean uh, you know he might have been uh, Andrew Dominic is 55. You might have been around for a little bit of Marilyn, but prob- not very much, I don't think, at all. Uh, wait, wait, when the fuck did she die? She died, I don't even know when she I, died. She died, like, before Kennedy. So oh, no, I she, think died, she died when he was a child, so no, yeah. no never mind. Uh, absolutely not. Which, sidebar, complete cowardice. I found out that in the book, Marilyn Monroe is assassinated by JFK. That's, why would you not put that in the fucking right? movie? That's so so fuck that is such a fucking like if you're gonna like fuck with like uh you know if you're gonna do something like this where it's like you're you're kind of playing around with like reality why would you not go with that yeah (laughs) like that's such a better ending to this film well why are you trying to be on both sides of the fence as far as being like a, a biopic slash like a not biopic you know what i mean like Oh, yeah, so we can have uh, this part where she has a thruple with Charlie Chaplin's son and this other asshole uh, that sadly never happened. Uh, I'm so, I was so sad to hear that. I was yeah. like, that's so badass of her. <laughs> yeah, she, Marilyn Monroe did not normalize polyamory, unfortunately. Uh, which, you know, shame on her for not doing that. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, to 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 kind of toss out yeah to toss out certain elements of Joyce Carol Oates' stuff and just be like actually we're going to talk about what really happened to her she died of an overdose uh great thanks i guess i already knew i already knew that i knew about that and and she died of an overdose because uh she was really sad about the about um about her dad not uh emailing her I guess Charlie Chaplin's son is the reason Marilyn Monroe is dead, which I'm sure the Chaplin estate would love. Yeah. <laughs> would love. And what is the Kennedy estate going to do if, like, if they had it actually end of JFK assassinating her? You, you know, I wonder... Oh, Kennedys famously don't kill women that they're involved with. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I kind of wonder that, too. It's like, have the Kennedys just been beaten up enough by quote-unquote the media probably not they probably deserve more uh but i I don't know what's what's going on with the kennedy family why why can't we depict this the other reason i wanted to come in today and talk to you um therapy wise is uh i don't really know what to do with myself since pussy cam oh god the double pussy cam i forgot about that pussy cam it happens a lot in this film uh yeah i i don't know i i'm speechless about it i <laughs> there was a lot i mean like okay making movies the magic of making movies holly weird hollywood uh there's a bunch of like body mounted like gimbal shots or whatever there's a really hilarious one of joe dimaggio just running around the house being like come here woman i'm about to beat it's, you <laughs> it's so it's like almost camp like the film teeter is so close and it would have been so much better if it was like full mommy dearest oh, which again yeah. 
another great example of like if you're gonna do a character assassination film like have fun with it have fun absolutely mommy dearest is incredible it's 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 the model for this kind of thing uh and instead we got forrest gump for her or whatever yeah (laughs) for her gump jesus the the like scene when the they force a force her to have an abortion again and then she wakes up and she's like oh what a terrible dream and then she just moves the pillows and she's just covered in blood and she just stumbles away like oh terrible dream that i just had i was like this is so fucking goofy (laughs) (laughs) how are you how am i supposed to look at this and not laugh like this is (laughs) such a that is a fucking because it's not just like she opens it and there's like a bit of blood there that you can notice. She lifts it and she's like literally coated in blood from like the waist down. Like, how is that not a comedy play? Yeah, I feel like this movie itself is on barbiturates. <laughs> it would again would have been better. <laughs> I just I just keep I the scene when she's fucking Cass and Eddie and then it. They turn into like they're on a waterfall fucking and then it's an ad for the movie Niagara and they're like jerking her off in the theater while watching it. I was just like. This is what people are like, wow, it's a really experimental film. I'm like, this is like. It's stupid. (laughs) It's just it's just a lot of really stupid choices. Every time there's a, a cool experimental shot or like concept or interest like i like the massive crowds i like the weird awful cgi mouths um there's like an incredibly stupid one like they fuck on a waterfall or she she flees from her abortion and runs into her childhood home that's on fire again and then opens a drawer that has a baby in it yeah yeah Mm -hmm. i yeah, I, I don't know. What is there to say? Like, it's so nakedly... Like, it's obviously so nakedly misogynistic. Like, I, I don't think... I don't think it was worth the Twitter arguments. Like, we, yeah. we see what's happening here. <laughs> and again, the, the problem is that whenever people want to argue stuff about that, they, like... They don't want to accept that, like, they could they could yield that something is misogynistic but still has, like, value as an art form or as, like, an art piece. Yeah. And so the conversation just gets hung up on that. Mm-hmm. And so then you end up with the arguments we're talking about before, where it's like, it's either like any depiction of this is inherently bad and you shouldn't do it. And it's a bad movie if you do this because it's upsetting. Uh, or it's like, actually, it's good to depict that. And it's never misogynistic. And you can't critique a film uh, for its very obvious tonal uh implications <laughs> and if you did that would imply that the movie might not be good <laughs> right yeah and sometimes it simply isn't sometimes, like that's that's the saddest part of it all <laughs> is all of that and it's still a netflix movie <laughs> netflix got you guys netflix got you guys to talk about a movie they made uh that netflix finds a fucking way ne- de- the, the 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 fucking machine is getting way too smart. <laughs> I had to I had to spend like a year thinking about Stranger Things because of what they've done, what they've done to what they've done to Kate. 
what yeah. they've done to Miss Bush. Oh, like, God. for better and for worse. The amount of times I've gone to, like, artists that I enjoyed when I was, like, in my early 20s, late teens, and now there's, like, Zoomers there, which, to our Zoomers in the audience, we love you. Stop sitting on the floor at a concert. Are you fucking crazy? Oh my god, That's I'll kick disgusting. you in the head. I will That's kick you disgusting. in the head if I see I've you. I've gone to that. so many. I've gone to so many shows where it's like, oh, this song was in like a Netflix show called like uh, Why I'm Gay, and uh, now there's a bunch of like um, kids dressed like a hundred Gex uh, characters. Um, sitting on the floor <laughs> and i'm like bro that's where people like stand with their shoes that are outside like what are you doing that's you're gonna get a disease didn't we <laughs> just have a pandemic what are you doing get up off the goddamn floor you're not a dog i mean maybe maybe you are a dog i mean some, some of them probably are dogs yeah <laughs> i take it back but still that is not the place even for even for a dog yeah, I wouldn't bring a dog to the... I wouldn't put a dog on the concert floor. <laughs> There's a reason why if you get knocked over in the mosh pit, everyone stops to pick you up. Like, it's 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 a oh, safety yeah. hazard. Tripping hazard, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Just a very... It's, it's... Yeah, it's top to bottom just kind of frustrating. It's a very expensive film that was a lightning rod for uh, a bunch of basically a bunch of queer people getting angry at each other because of what um a a rich idiot man white man uh did <laughs> with, with a bunch of actors uh I don't, I, I don't know i guess i would be like what did you think of what did you think of adrian brody but it's like what is there to think what is there to think about anything here yeah no i don't know he he was on screen he was there he, he was up. visible for most of the shots. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, he was he was present. He arrived. He, I guess, I suppose the playwright Arthur, Arthur Miller was a part of Marilyn Monroe's life. That is so true, yeah. bestie. I feel like if this film didn't have, like, massive discourse, I would have got through the first hour and I would have stopped and we would not have done an episode on it. Yeah. Because I had to watch this in, like, three sittings because I just kept getting, like, annoyed and not even like again not mad because it's disrespectful or even mad because it's misogynistic i just kept getting mad because it's just a fucking annoying movie <laughs> it's i feel like there's a subset of theater kid nonsense that's like it's like learned theater kid nonsense it's like oh you know about uh bygone eras of of the theater and end of Hollywood, uh, which is nothing typically to be ashamed about. Um, but I, I feel that the tone that is taken by a lot of people, uh, I mean, it's, it's no wonder there are so many uh, like millennials and zoomers who are off put and who just don't want to know anything about anything because of the pretension. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> exhibited by these people. Uh, I, I, and I think this movie is so uh, supposedly for them. Yeah. I, I was going to say, relatedly, it is super funny how much I saw people who definitely did not, don't know anything about Marilyn Monroe, who were just like, this is so disrespectful to her legacy. So many things that happened that didn't even really happen. And it's like, you have not thought about Marilyn Monroe 
in probably five years before this movie came out. Marilyn Monroe is like an elf on the shelf to you if you're like a millennial <laughs> or a zoomer. Like she is, it's she's like a painting of Jesus Christ that hangs in your parents' home. She is. They're just like there isn't even a scene where she puts on a Chicago Bulls jersey and pulls out two guns. Like there's yeah. not even that happens in the film. Where's her tattoos? Like, right. <laughs> she doesn't smoke. <laughs> <laughs> oh. She gosh. doesn't. She, she doesn't say look like Marilyn, smoke like Marley. <laughs> <laughs> her famous line. That's you know shit. She always used to say. And yeah. where's the cake? Where's the cake that she pops up out of and goes, "Happy birthday, Mr. President." <laughs> oh God, I feel like that scene should have been a shoe in. I am actually surprised that he he had the restraint to not reference that. Yeah, that like a restraint that is nowhere else in this film. Is, <laughs> it's like you might as well have you might as yeah. well have put it in. Uh, I think they have it in the two thousand one ish mini series for Blonde that they also made. Oh yeah, I saw I saw that when I was looking up a a bit about the movie. I was yeah, semi interested, but Blonde is apparently a book that's been kicking around for. 20 years at this point yeah no i was reading up on it and uh I, and i guess like at one point naomi watts like like 10 years ago like 10 years ago there was a time when this movie was going to get made with my naomi watts which is insane <laughs> that would have been such a, i i'm just like trying to imagine that that's like such a different movie the miniseries departed from the novel in leaving out the idea which oats discusses at length that monroe may have been assassinated what is going on? <laughs> I mean, that is a real conspiracy. I will say that. <laughs> yeah, it's like we can put all this other fucking stupid dumb shit in the in our adaptations. We can put in her thruple, whatever. Who cares? Uh, but no, she was there. There's no way we're putting in the part about her being assassinated by uh, the Kennedy family. And it's like weird because like thematically, that's so much better than like she kills herself. Yeah, that would have been that would have made me love the movie if that's how it like, ended. Because that's so much. That's just a lot more. Like, I don't know. That's really poignant. That it's like her whole life is defined by what men do to her. So of course her death would also be defined by what men do to her. Yeah. Exactly. But I mean, like, I don't know. They they found another reason for men to cause her death. Uh, a mu a much more annoying and stupid reason, no less. I think, honestly, an even bolder choice would have just been just to be like, she doesn't die. <laughs> she, 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 actually just, she actually just, like, quit acting and disappeared. <laughs> that would have been, like, such a ballsier ending. <laughs> God. Oh, Susie Kennedy, an English Marilyn Monroe impersonator and historian for over 20 years, openly despised the film. Uh, I, I do love this uh i love these set of quotes from dominic uh -huh. um let me see here uh why is marilyn monroe the great female icon of the 20th century for men she is an object of sexual desire that is desperately need in need of rescue don't think that's necessarily true uh for women she embodies all the injustices visited upon the feminine a sister a cinderella co-signed to live among the ashes also not really true yeah. <laughs> i'm not like the Women famously uh, see a woman who is 
Uh oh, we're we're dipping into the hot girl, hot passing yeah. privilege. We can't we can't go down that road. God, I forgot about that. That was a that was a fun sidetrack of the discourse about this film. You know that that discourse is almost enough to argue that this film is camp. Like that that discourse yeah. discourse existing because that was so fucking funny. Uh, and also like there there was like a counter. There was this whole argument about it, and there was like this counter discourse of just like. You know, well, people being like, oh, Joyce Carol Oates, she's just an old bitty. She's she's not sexy. She can't write. She can't write about a sexy woman. And then people being like, uh, she was a baddie when back in the day. Uh, God, just one of the funniest arguments ever on Twitter. It's so, worth it for that. The the like leaping to defense of Joyce Carol Oates by arguing that she actually was hot. Like, arguing <laughs> whether or not she used to be hot is, like, the most Twitter-brained argument I've ever seen. <laughs> Roundtable discussion. Was Joyce Carol Oates a baddie? Yeah. Roundtable discussion. Could Joyce Carol Oates have gotten it? <laughs> <laughs> Theoretically, now, in a theoretical hypothet hypothetical situation, could Joyce Carol Oates, quote-unquote, get it? I think I think a fun thing that, to end out on would be uh, the the Andrea Dworkin quote on uh, Marilyn Monroe. Uh, Marilyn Monroe, the consummate sexual doll, is empowered to act, but afraid to act, perhaps because no amount of acting, however inspired, can convince the actor herself that her ideal female life is not a dreadful form of dying. Wow. Uh, she died alone, possibly acting on her own behalf for the first time. Death, one imagines, numbs the pain that barbitures and alcohol cannot touch. Hmm. Thanks, Andrea. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, maybe she should have made the fucking movie. Right? Well, <laughs> she's also dead, unfortunately. <laughs> maybe she should have come back to the life and made the fucking movie. Uh, I'm really, that that's from Right Wing Women, which is a book of hers I've been, I've been looking at picking up and finally reading. I hope to scrub my mind of any memory of this. Uh, oh, I, I'm already well on the way. Yeah. Uh, I I I did it in I did it in shifts, but I got through the film, and it really wasn't worth it. I mean, I guess the last like I feel like the last third of the movie is like where he put all of the like more interesting visuals and like ideas. Mm. I think because that would be like you know leave the longest impact. Because when I got to that part, I saw a lot of what people were talking about that they liked about this film. But I was still remembering that it took me like two hours to get there. <laughs> and yeah, that those I, two hours like fucking sucked. I think you probably watched it in the most ideal way because I watched it all like sitting through. And by that point, I was in such a fugue state um, that I didn't even understand half of what I was seeing. Uh, when we got to the when it got to the part of the baby talking to her, I felt as though I was dreaming. I felt as though I had taken <laughs> a lot of NyQuil. Uh and I, I felt as though I had eaten an entire NyQuil chicken, uh, and I didn't know what was happening anymore. And I still don't. I st I'm still in the same fugue state. I've been I've been knocked out of my own consciousness by Andrew Dominic, uh, in another stupid, stupid ass movie by him. Oh my God! Hey, speaking of stupid shit, I actually didn't know this until right now. Uh, Dominic said that he did his own research by reading several of Monroe's biographies and that he used very little of Oates' novel Blonde in the movie. Great! <laughs> so, so, what I said earlier where I feel like everything in the film that kind of worked was probably what was taken and everything else wasn't, I guess I was fucking right. <laughs> <laughs>
the like two percent of the Joyce Carol Oates book that ended up. Well, then why is she even involved in the like? What is the? What do you do? What do you do, man? There's like all of these quotes about her like involvement and her seeing the film and like approving it and stuff, but it's like barely hers. I I guess they said that the book is the Bible for the film. So my guess is he probably took like the general structure of it and then filled it in with his own things, which is fine. That's totally an acceptable way to do an adaptation. Yeah. Uh, It absolutely explains why there's so, why it's so tonally all over the fucking place. (laughs) Very schizophrenic. Well, bad movie. (laughs) Bad, bad, bad. Almost, Almost camp, but needs to be like an hour shorter. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, God. Yeah, so I was I was wondering, in with regard to, like, I don't know, with, with regard to kind of scrubbing this movie out of my mind, do you have anything that you can kind of, um, anything that you can prescribe, any, like, barbiturates or anything? Uh, yeah, well, so we're actually in, um, we're in the golden age of fake biopics right now. Uh-huh. So, um, I prescribe... Um, the new Daniel Radcliffe movie, Weird, starring oh. <laughs> Weird Al Yankovic. Hmm. Perhaps maybe we can, perhaps maybe I can return here to the yeah. therapy office. Perhaps, uh, perhaps we could discuss your treatment plan mm-hmm. soon. Soon. Oh. oh, perhaps even more, perhaps there are even more fake biopics that we can discuss here in the office. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 